Shalom Aleichem, how are you doing? We have some uh, amazing, amazing, uh, I just got a new pile of uh, books today. Books, um, holy books from the students of the Baal Shem Tov. And um, so I got like uh, 20 or more books that we're gonna have to search inside of them to see the great uh, lesson and wisdom that is hidden and treasured in them. So first I want to start reading to you from a book that is called Divrei Hayamim, Words of the Days, that was written by the Holy Rabbi, Rabbi Avraham Azulai. And um, it's talking about the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. He wrote the story, the life story of Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's a... Uh, just really very interesting so i'm just going to try to translate for you a little bit we won't be able to finish it all today but we're going to start bezat hashem so in the 130 years um to the time that the children of israel went to egypt after 130 years of them being in the exile after 60 years from the time that Yosef died, that Yosef, the righteous man, passed away. Um, so Pharaoh had a dream, had one dream, 60 years after Yosef passed away. And in that dream, he saw an elder person, an old man, standing in front of him, and in his hands, scale. He's holding a scale in his hand. And he was putting in one side a lamb, and that lamb was heavier than all the people of Egypt. All the people of Egypt were on the other side of the scale and that lamb was heavier than him. And he was wondering, how can it be? That great wonder, he could not understand that sight. And he woke up and it was his dream. And he gathered all the wise Egyptians, um, wizards, and he told them his dream. And all the people were terrified from that dream until one of the ministers came to the king, to Pharaoh, and told him, that dream is a horrible dream, um, bad thing that happens to Egypt and scare, something scary. So the king told him, okay, explain to me, what is it? So that advisor told him, a son will be born for the children of Israel that will destroy all Egypt. So now, my master, the king, I'll give you a good advice that you should command that every child that will born in the children of Israel, he shall be killed. And maybe that dream will not exist. So Pharaoh liked that idea, that evil man, and the eyes of his slaves were shiny from joy for them to kill the children of Israel. And he called so the king of Egypt called the women, uh, the Hebrew nurses, for them to, to help, to, to, to fulfill that decree. And they saw, and so the, the women, the, the women that came, the Jewish Hebrew, the Hebrew uh, nurses that came to assist, um, they said, that the Israeli women, they are not using um, maids, they don't need, um, because they go and they deliver, they give birth in the field. So 
Pharaoh commanded all his people that if they see children of Israel, like he could not count on those nurses, on those women to kill the babies for him. So he had to command his people that they will go and hunt the children of Israel, unfortunately. And when the children of Israel heard that horrible thing, that Pharaoh commanded to throw the boys, the children, to the Nile, to the Yeor, some of them were afraid to have children, and some of them kept on believing that they must keep on having children. So when the women gave birth, they were afraid, so they hide their children in the fields because they knew that the Egyptians will go and look for babies in the house and therefore they were hiding their babies in the fields and Hashem as he made that oath to the ancestors of the children of Israel to make their children be blessed like the earth of the ground so he blessed he kept his word and he sent his angels to wash the babies, to put oil upon their skin, to cover them, and gave two um, smooth stones, um, round stones, to their hands. From one of the stones, the baby was nursing, nursing drinking um, milk, and from the other one, food, honey. He would take honey from one side and milk from the other side. And Hashem made a wonder for all those babies as well, that their hair, the hair of their heads, was growing very long, and they were covered by their own hair. And He was spoiling them and pleasuring them, making them happy in His compassion on them. And when Hashem had that compassion on those babies, and He wanted them to multiply, he wanted many of those pure babies, he um, commanded the ground, he commanded, Hashem commanded the ground to keep them, to preserve them, to raise them until they will grow. And then the land opened itself, so like there was suddenly caves that were opened inside the, on the ground, and the babies were hidden over there. And then after a while, they would come out like the grass of the land. They would come out to the, up to the ground. And every person, every child went back to the house of his father and to his, and to his family and attached to them. So they were growing till a certain age that it was okay for them to return to their houses because they were not babies anymore. Um, in that decree, that decree was not applied upon them because the decree was to kill only the babies that are newborn. And another thing, um, that's it for now on that. There was a man from the tribe of Levi in the land of Egypt, and his name was Amram, the son of Kehat, the son of Levi, the son of Israel. So Amram, that is the father of Moshe and Miriam and Aharon, Aharon, Miriam and Moshe, 
he was the son of Kehat, that Kehat was the son of Levi. Levi was the head of the tribe of Levi. So they were Levi's. And he was the child of Israel, Yaakov, the father of the 12 tribes. And he took Yocheved to be his wife. And she was also from the tribe of Levi. And she got pregnant and gave birth to a daughter. And her daughter was in the name of Miriam. Because in that time, the Egyptians, the children of Ham, started to make the life of the children of Israel bitter. The word Miriam, in Hebrew you write it Mem Resh Yud Mem. It's like, it's the same letters like the word Marim. Miriam like Marim. Marim is bitter. Bitter life is Chaim Marim. So she called her daughter Miriam because in that time their life became very bitter. And she was conceived again and she gave birth to a child and she called his name Aharon because in the day of her pregnancy, Pharaoh started to pour the bloods of the male people and some of them he threw to the Nile. And Hashem shown his mercy on those children and none of those children that was thrown to the Nile would not die and Hashem was supporting their living and the ones that were so Hashem was protecting them even though that they were thrown to the Nile they were not drowning and the crocodiles and the alligators were not eating them and the ones that were being left in the field like we said before that Hashem put that idea in the mind of the mothers to give birth in the fields and then the land was covering up on them they were being nurtured and fed by the angels the servants the angels who are serving Hashem and they were saved by them and they would bring them to their fathers as young elder kids and when the word of the king was given and his commandment to throw the boys to, to the Nile to the Yeor and many of the people of Israel were separating themselves from their wives and they were afraid that their children will be born. So they were not um, being intimate with each other. Um, they were not mating because of that decree. Um, So after Aaron was born, so then Amram decided to separate from his wife in that aspect for them not to mate anymore. And in that time, after three years, there was a divine spirit that was hovering on the elder sister, on Miriam. And she was, I hope I can say that word, she had a prophecy. Prophesize, prophesize, I don't know how you say that. Inside the house, she had that prophecy and she said her prophecy in the house that they're going to be a child that will be born to her mother and her father in that time. And he will be the one to redeem the children of Israel from the hand of the Egyptians. And when Amram heard the words of his daughter, he decided that his 
wife and him will go back to be together. And after three years that they were not together, Yocheved was conceived and she gave birth to a child. And in the time of his birth, the house was full of great light like the sun shine uh, light and the moon together when they're shining like the light of the moon and the light of the sun together and Yocheved the woman she saw that the kid was good and nice looking so she was hiding him for three months in her own bedroom in those days the Egyptians made a trick. They were saying something in secret to each other to find a way how to kill all the, all the, the people of Israel. And they went and, and therefore they decided that all the women of Egypt will go to the place that was called Goshen. Goshen was the area where the Israeli people, the tribes of Israel were there, where the people of Israel are there. And they um, will go with their babies on their shoulders, babies that were not uh, knowing how to talk. And when Israeli ladies were giving birth and they were hiding their children from the Egyptians, because they knew that the, that the Israeli women were hiding their babies for them not to kill them. So the women of the Egyptians would come with their children and when they would come, they would go into the houses of the Hebrew women and the Egyptians um, were talking and the Hebrew children, the little children, the Israeli children that were hiding in their mother's room, he was answering. He was hearing a baby talk, so he would answer him. So Egyptians women were taking their babies and getting into the Hebrews houses and letting their babies talk for the little hidden Hebrew babies to start talking. And then the Egyptians women would go and tell their husbands and their husbands would tell the army, the king, whatever. And then he would send the officers to go and grab those kids. After three months that Yocheved gave birth of that child and it was known to the house of Pharaoh. So that trick that the Egyptians made worked on their house and Pharaoh was known on that child. So when it happened, immediately Yocheved, before the officers came, she took um, a, 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 a crib, um, like, um, like a bassinet, like a basket, that was made out of uh, reeds and put the baby inside of it and put it on the bank of the Nile in the reeds, in, in, the, in the bush. And his sister Miriam was standing far away to look what's going on, to make sure that the kid is okay, hidden over there. In that time, Hashem sent a great heat and drought all over Egypt. And it was burning the flesh of people when the sun was, was hot and people could not bear the heat. So the daughter of Pharaoh, the princess of Pharaoh, she went to swim and to wash herself by the Nile. And all the rest of the women of Egypt did the same thing. Everyone went to the water.
wanted to chill themselves. And the daughter of Pharaoh saw that, that um, bassinet, that basket that was floating above the water. And she sent, so there are two explanations to that word, Vatishlach et Amata. One explanation that she was sending her maid, her helper, but the word Ama is also her arm. She sent her arm. And in the Torah, it's, there is an explanation on the verse in the Torah that the meaning was that she sent her hand, that she had a miracle, that her hand became way longer than physically it was. And she had a miracle and she was able to pull the basket with Moshe, the baby, even though that it was very far from her. And she took that basket and opened it and saw the kid. And the women of Egypt came, that all the women that were walking on the bank of the Nile, and they saw him and they wanted to nurse him, to feed him, and he didn't want it to be fed by them. And it was from Hashem that Moshe refused to drink from them, to eat from them, to bring him back to his mother, that she will take care of him. So his sister, Miriam, that was standing and watching over there what's going on, she came to the daughter of Pharaoh and said, do you want me to go and call one of the women nurses from the Hebrews? Maybe the boy will drink, will eat from her. So she told her, go. So she went and called his mother. She went and called Yocheved. So the daughter of Pharaoh told Yocheved, go take that child and feed him and I will pay you your, uh, your reward. Two coins um, a day. After two years she was feeding Moshe, she brought him to the daughter of Pharaoh and he was adopted by her. Moshe was adopted by the daughter of Pharaoh and she called him Moshe. Why she called him Moshe? The explanation in Hebrew is Ki min because I pulled him out of the water. The word Moshe in Hebrew, this is a point that is a bit uh, complex to explain, but I will uh, happily do that for you to explain. It's important. The word Moshe, the name Moshe, means in Hebrew, someone that is pulling out of the water, not someone that is being pulled. In the verse it's written, because I pulled him out of the water. So she was supposed, by that explanation, the daughter of Pharaoh, Batya, the daughter of Pharaoh, was supposed to call Moshe Mashui, because the word Mashui means he was drawn out from the water. He was pulled out from the water. But she called him Moshe because she pulled him out of the water. Now, why she called him Moshe? The meaning of the word Moshe to that concept means that he is pulling out people from the water. And we know that that was what that Moshe was doing. Moshe was saving lives. So the intention of Batia Bat Paro, the daughter of Paro, that she called him Moshe, the one that pulls out people out of the water, was because that she pulled him out of the water and she wanted him to 
take that lesson. If I saved you and took you out of the water, the, the only right thing for you to do is to learn from that and to pull other people out of the water. This is why she called him Moshe. And his father called him Chaver, Chever, called him Chever. Why? Because, because of him, Chever, Chaver means that he was connected. Why? Because with, by his merit, he was to, back together with his wife. And his mother called him Yekutiel because she breastfeed, was breastfeeding him. And his sister called him Yared, Yared, because she was going down to him, to the river, to see what's going to be in his hand, in his end. The word Yared means I'm going to go down. She went down to see what's going to be with him. Ve'aron and Aaron called him Avizanoach. Called him Avizanoach. What does it mean, Avizanoach? That his father abandoned his mother for three years and then he brought her back for that. So it means that in that period of time when um, Amram and Yocheved were physically separated from each other, probably it affected their relationship in a way. Maybe they were not living in the same house or something like that. There was a separation that was felt by the children in that period of time. And therefore, Aaron was happy to see that by the merit of Moshe, their parents came back uh, to be together. So he called him that way. Vekehat and the grandfather the father of Amram, his grandfather called him Avigedor. What does it mean, Avigedor? That by his merit, Hashem um, will fence, will protect the holes in the fences of Israel. It means it's going to protect the people of Israel. Because since that day, the Egyptians did not throw the children of Israel to the Nile anymore. And... And the, there was, they had a maid, the maid called him Avisucho. Avisucho, because God was hiding him like under the sukkah, like under a shelter from the fight with the Egyptians. And the people of Israel called him Shemaya ben Netanel. The people of Israel called Moshe Shemaya ben Netanel. Why they called him Shemaya ben Netanel? Shemaya, the son of Netanel. He was not the son of Netanel. Why they called him so? Because in his days, Hashem heard their request. Shemaya means Shema. He heard Ben Netanel. Because of the merit of the son that was given by God. Natan El was given by God. Amazing, amazing details. I, me myself, was not aware to all that amazing information. Most of it I, I did, but... There are many details that are very interesting here. Okay, that's enough for tonight, for today. Hopefully soon, we're going to continue. Thank you.
DMC with their Muna project. All the nations with me. Close your eyes. Just breathe. See the truth. Don't chase the fake world. Don't buy the fake news. Be yourself. Your own true self. Don't let no one take our natural wealth. See the good. No fear. No despair. Cherish who that you are. And share. Source of power. From an endless spring. Light of courage. They can kick you down to the ground Hold yourself up till you are put up your crown King of the creator, holy soul inside Focus on the spiritual